Welcome to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. First of all, special thanks to our new sponsor, Bunton, Etheridge, and Fowler for supporting the podcast. So thrilled to have them as new partners for The Sweet Spot. Today on the Student Athlete Interview presented by Greg Wakefield with Edward Jones, I'm joined by someone who's from Colorado Springs, Colorado, entering his sixth season with the Auburn Tigers. He's been All-SEC, All-American, none other than my guy, kicker, Anders Carlson. Anders, how you doing, bro? What's going on? I appreciate the uh, the invite on here. Excited to be here. Man, me too, man. Uh, I'll tell you, like, you'll have to get Abigail to tell you the story when 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 she, when she first told me that she was with you, you know, at the time y'all were engaged, and she was like, "Yeah, my, you know, my fiance plays for Auburn," and I was like, "Who's your fiance?" She's like, "Anders Carlson," and I just like froze, like, like what? No, like, <laughs> no way, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just frozen in time and speechless, man. So, uh, man, dude, she's special, as you know. I, I mean, just I have nothing but great things about say to say about her and her family. So, uh. Man, I was I was thrilled when she relayed that news to me, and I found out. Uh, and obviously, you know, congratulations to y'all getting married, and we'll talk about you two being newlyweds here later in the show. Yes, sir. But, uh, man, start off, we're going to do a quick rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you uh, a few questions, kind of, you know, bang, 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 and you answer them, and, right. and, and, and we'll go back and, and maybe talk a little bit about each one. You know what I'm saying? You can elaborate a little bit uh, about each answer that you have, all right? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Number one, what's your favorite getaway destination? Getaway destination? Yeah. I just went to Jamaica. Best trip I've ever taken. So that's that's my rapid answer there. All right. Number two, favorite athlete currently, not Daniel, not your brother Daniel. Give me a, a favorite athlete currently playing today in any sport. My favorite athlete all time has got to be Soccer player Slatan Ibrahimovic. He's Swedish. I mean, he's the goat in my mind, and uh, we can talk a little bit more about that later on, maybe. Okay. Okay. Number three. What's your favorite Auburn tradition? Uh, I love rolling tumors, man. Uh, I don't get to go do it a lot, but uh, that's definitely one of them. So. Number four. One meal for thirty days straight. What is it? I'm gonna get me a steak. Oh yeah. Potatoes. Maybe some mac and cheese. Man, just a good old uh, a steak dinner. Number five, your favorite sports movie. All right, this is gonna be rapid, but let me let me think for just a second. <laughs> mm. I'm I'm a comedy guy. I don't I don't know. This is a bold answer, but I'm saying Talladega Nights. I consider that a, a a sport right there. All right, Talladega Nights. Number six, what scares you most? I think just being alone in life is scary. Just doing life without other people that's scary. Don't like spiders. Don't like spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't want to. Don't want to drown either. That'd be yeah. scary. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a few. All right. On a scale of one to ten, what type of level competitor are you? Uh, eleven at least. <laughs> all right. All right. So we'll 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 go we'll go from seven back to one. So. Speaking of being a competitor, dude, uh, oh my gosh, dude, when you said 11, dude, I, <laughs> I, that's how I feel, man. Look, I absolutely hate losing. I hate losing, man. So uh, talk about just kind of some examples, maybe growing up or whatever, that kind of uh, exemplifies what level competitor you are with it being an 11, like how serious a competitor you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get into that. Uh, exactly. I, I love winning. I hate losing. And 
really, I think it's a, a, a byproduct of my childhood. Um, I got a dad who's an athlete. He was a tennis player, played here in college and a little bit on the pros. And then I had two older brothers. So it's, it's three brothers, a dad who loves sports. So we were always playing sports and, uh, being the youngest, you know, it was definitely tough cause you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm younger. I don't got the, the muscle like my brothers do or the height yet, you know? Yeah. And so every sport we played, you know, even if I had maybe an advantage or something, I was always probably losing, always losing. And man, that frustrated, uh, just the heck out of me every time. And, I, I used to cry and scream when I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as I got older, I started fighting. I don't know, but uh, I think that raised me to be a competitor, which, which I obviously like nowadays. Yeah, um, it is funny being married now, <laughs> being around my wife all the time. She hates like how competitive I can get, so I, I rein it down. At least I try to. You know, if we're playing like pickleball nowadays or something like that, just messing yeah. around because it's not that serious. It really, it isn't. But. Uh, You'll see. I'll, I'll turn to a different mode when it's actually, you know, uh, a competitive environment for sure. So, dude, I'm I'm with you, man. Uh, you know, I was the oldest of three, so you know, there's a little flip side on as as far as uh, you know, growing up. But man, still, yeah. I I still I hate losing. Like, you know, when I lose, I think more of the losses than I do the wins. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, back home, man, we play phase ten and you know taboo or whatever. And like man, I'm 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 like all in. I got I mean I'm all in trying to get this W, man. I play basketball here and there, and like I said, I just hate losing. I'm 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 the guy on the court who's constantly cheering his teammates on to kind of encourage him. You know, let, let's finish this game. You know, don't you know, don't give up. You know, I'm I'm that dude, man. Because when I go home, I want to know we left it all out there, and uh, you know, trying to be that motivator for the team. So I, I totally get being a serious competitor, man. I think 11 would probably be for me, too. I, I love that answer. That was awesome. Dude. So, uh, yeah. so going to what scares you most, man, um, dive into that a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't been asked that question, uh, on a rapid fire thing like that, but man, I think, I think life's all about relationships and, you know, life is special because of the people in your life. And man, if you just get went through life, not knowing people and just doing your, your, your life all by yourself, that's pretty scary. Uh, yeah. But no, I also uh, I said spiders. We, we're living in a house right now in Auburn. It's it's awesome, but it's a little bit uh, woodsy around us, and mm-hmm. there's tons of spiders. There's always a spider over my trash can, and I'm just not about it. I'll kill them, but uh, if they're too big, I'll get my wife out there. No, I'm playing. <laughs> um, no, I just don't like spiders. And, and then uh, what was the last one? I said drowning. I think yeah. I think everyone's scared of something like that. Yeah. Um. So. But yeah, that, that was a couple of them. Yeah, that, man, those are excellent answers, especially you know doing life alone. I mean, uh, you know, I'm hoping to be able to go home to Madison, Alabama this weekend and be with him. I haven't seen them in, I mean, forever, dude. So, uh, you know, I need a little family time. I text my mom that today. I was like, I was like, mom, I need, to, I need to come home. You know, I need to see you guys, man. So, uh, no but I'll, yeah. but I'll, I'll tell you, man, what scares me, like. I'm a punk, man. Like I, I mean, I hate snakes, like you know, rats, <laughs> like spiders, of course. I mean, I'm I don't like anything, man. especially anything that can fly. Like anything that can fly just kind of you know freaks me out, man. So, uh, so I'm with you on all those for sure, man. But even butterflies, no lie, I want I don't tell many people that. Come I guess on now. I mean for real. Come like, on. <laughs> I guess people hearing this for the, uh, this episode will learn something new about me. But yeah, man, I I just don't like things that fly around my head and stuff like that. Man, just it just kind of I don't know. 
It bothers me, man. It makes me uncomfortable because yeah. you don't know what. Yeah. Like it's different with a dog and a cat. You can see their their movement where they where they intend to go, but something that flies, you have no idea where they're trying to go, man. It's a, uh, yeah, dude. It just <laughs> kinda, zooms up on you, man. <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from. I see. I, I mean, I, I want to go that far. I want to yeah. admit that I'm scared of butterflies, but uh, each each to their own, I guess. The, so so your favorite sports movie? Talladega Nights. Yeah, I, I love Will Ferrell. I, I wasn't sure if you're going to ask favorite actor, favorite movie, but it, when I talk about my favorite movies, I, I love Will Ferrell, and so yeah. that was uh, one of my quickest answers there. Um, I mean, any of those football movies, remember the Titans are mm-hmm. great, too. Uh, just about, you know, it'll it'll motivate you, especially you know, when you're learning sports and you're like 12, 13 years old watching those movies. Uh, they fire you up, too, but... Kicking and screaming, that's another one. Uh, but, yeah, those, those are some good ones. Yeah, man. Remember the Titans. I could watch that anytime it comes on. I'll probably watch a few minutes of it at least. Like Denzel Washington's my favorite athlete. Favorite athlete. He's my favorite <laughs> actor. So, man, I, most of my DVD collection includes Denzel Washington. So, uh, yeah, that, that would definitely be one of my tops as well. Man, number yeah. four, though, the one meal for 30 days straight. Like, when I came up with the question – Man, I literally had to answer in like three seconds. I was like, man, this is a no-brainer. Like, this is a no-brainer. And when you said it, steak, potatoes, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, me and Andres need to sit down, man. We need to sit down and have have steak together. Dude, like, that's the one me- – like, I love steak. I can never get tired of eating steak. So, man, man, tell me about uh, your love for, for that type of meat. And then, you know, what's your favorite steakhouse if you have one? Well, yeah, I thought I was, you know, since I'm on the podcast, you know, we were going to get steaks one night. You're going to you know, treat me to a steak, but I don't know. I, I got guess you. that was just me reading. I got you, it. bro. No. Exactly. My, I guess I grew my love for steaks. My grandpa uh, who lives here in Alabama, he passed away a couple of years ago, but man, he would get this black Angus beef and, and make the best steaks. My grandma would cook up uh, some sides with it and, I mean, I've always loved steaks, but that's where I really – those are my favorite steaks ever. And and uh, I don't really have a favorite food, but, like, if you get, get a good piece of red meat in front of me mm-hmm. or, you know, if I get to cook it, I, I like to cook now that I'm – I guess I'm grown up and married. Okay. Uh, and get on my Traeger and, and cook <laughs> up a steak. Uh, man, I'm a happy man. So, And I'm, I'm getting better at cooking them too. I, I mean, the yeah. first few weren't, weren't awesome, but they're getting better and then – Man, we had specialist dinner last night, ordered a steak, had to, and so it, it's by far one of my favorite meals. Man, yeah. Uh, I actually just had steak last Sunday at Texas Roadhouse, man. Like, I, I go to the mm. bar, sit by myself, watch whatever's on, and, man, yeah. just go to town. Man, I go, I get double fries, so that's your potatoes right there, man. I just, I, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I could do steak every day. Steak every single day, man. So, uh, you know, that's awesome that you've started to – kind of hone in on that craft of perfecting your steak man because i know that's it was frustrating at first when you tried and you're like oh man you know can't get this down and then when you start to kind of okay here we go now you know now we're tasting now we're tasting right so uh yeah 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 yeah. my my mom my mom makes the best chicken alfredo dude so when i first moved to dothan Man, I tried it a couple times, and it was just it was just missing something. Something was off, man. And so I was like, man, like, what am I missing? And so I thought about it because it kind of just tasted bland, and I was like, seasoning. I don't have any seasoning, man. So started to add a few seasons. I was like, here, here, yeah, here we go. I was like, still not my mom's, but, boy, I, you know, I can go to town with it. So, uh, 
Yeah, so I get it, man. I, and I don't cook much. That's, I don't that's cook the much. name of the game. Yeah. We uh we get great meals here at, at Auburn. You know, we have uh, a kitchen called the Wellness Kitchen where we get free meals, but uh, sometimes the seasoning's not there. So that's that's the key to our meals. We know, you know, when we get pasta or, you know, the chicken there, we got to add a little more touch of seasoning. So that's, mm-hmm. that'll, that'll hit the spot, you know. And, dude, man, you mentioned Roland Toomer's Corner. That's your favorite Auburn tradition. Like that's that's mine for sure. That's I mean that's one of the best traditions in all of college sports, Absolutely. In, including any university or college. Like I don't care who. It, like you, that's one of the top three, top five easily, man. And so uh, I know you say you don't get a chance to do that much, but man, that's that's a very special, uh, you know, like I said, tradition to partake in whenever you do get a chance to do so. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Usually after games, we're pretty tired, and 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 you're not trying to. Deal with thousands and thousands of people. Uh, so you go home and celebrate with your family. Obviously, we get to roll tumors a lot because we win here at Auburn. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I remember I went. I think uh, Iron Bowl in 2019 was a big game, and we went there, and it was just it was ecstatic. It was crazy. Um, and then something I like doing is driving on you know next day Sunday, maybe go to church, but uh, either after church, before church, just driving downtown and seeing the the trees still rolled. And like they'll start working on cleaning it up, but it'll, yeah. just, it'll look like it snowed last night. It's yeah. so cool, man. Dude, that's it's that's awesome. ex- that's an excellent point, man. Because I, you know, I was at Auburn as well, man. So I remember those moments, as you mentioned, driving by the next day and still seeing it, and it's just like, man, it's it's, it's one of the more magical moments and sightings uh, that you can have, whether you like football or not, whether you like sports or not, you know, whether yeah. you're a student at Auburn or not, man. It's you can hate the Tigers if you want, but boy, I'm telling you, there's no way you can, you know. Uh, dispel the notion how important uh you know and, and cool that rolling the tumors is man N- number two man your favorite athlete speak on that for a second i know you have uh, a love for soccer man and um yeah i figure that you know obviously a lot of times when kickers who are in football they have some kind of background uh with soccer as well so talk about your favorite athlete for a second yeah absolutely yeah i grew up playing soccer so my dad is swedish uh he he Grew up there, moved here for college, and so we, we grew up playing basically all the European sports. So we didn't play baseball, we didn't play football or anything like that growing up. But uh, soccer was our big sport till my sophomore years when I switched over and started playing some football. Um, but yeah, growing up, soccer, the biggest name was Slatan Ibrahimovic. He was a Swedish player. He's like 6'5 and, and buff, and uh, man, he was just my favorite player, and and still this day we had a conversation on us specialists today about i think we were talking about soccer players but uh we were talking about who's who's the best and who's our favorite and i said it today and so that was just fresh on my mind (laughs) he's always been my favorite i think football i got you know some different ones and obviously my brother's you know i I call myself his his biggest fan but you know he's someone i admire as well but uh there's there's some other kickers and other athletes man that i just admire and respect their their grind and their stories Mm -hmm. uh it's really cool so all right, now to close rapid, rapid fire, man. Um, talk about your favorite getaway destination that you actually experienced recently. Uh, speak on that for a second. Yep, yep. So me and Abigail got married June twenty fifth up in Lake Martin. Had ourselves a good time with our friends and family, and then uh, we took off to Jamaica the next day, and we spent one whole week, basically, or six days, uh, in paradise there. And, and I would pay a whole lot of money to go back there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When the time's right, but. I don't got any money left over, but, um, man, we just, we ate, we hung out by the pool, we hung out by the beach. It was awesome. And, 
Um, it was everything you could ask for on a honeymoon. So Jamaica, Jamaica is a move, guys. <laughs> so out of those seven questions, how many of those do you think Abigail would have answered correctly? <laughs> let me th- let me think about it a second. I'll give her maybe two. Maybe two. Which two? I think I think she might say Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, she might go with that one, and then uh, maybe favorite Auburn tradition. She knows Auburn in and out. You know, she went here, so uh-huh. she knows those things real well. But I, I was I was pretty off the, off the uh, wall with a couple of those. So yeah, yeah, You're throwing her. A couple. <laughs> Man, so speaking of Abigail, you two got married June twenty fifth Saturday. I guess I should say the proper way in when it comes to invitations. Saturday, June twenty fifth, two thousand twenty two. You know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, man, share your wedding day experience and you know, ultimately saying God do to the girl of your dreams. Yeah. Um, first, first advice. I don't know if anyone's gonna be listening to this who's engaged or about to get engaged, but we were engaged for a full year. Uh, it was a whole lot, a whole lot of time. Uh, I would have ch- chosen like six months or eight months. Um, over that all day, but, mm-hmm. uh, we waited a whole year, finally got married and man, that day was just, I, they, they always say it's going to be the best day of your life, but until you get to live it and, and experience it, man, it's, it's something you'll never get to, uh, I guess it's never forget. Um, but we woke up early and, and you're surrounded by all your best friends, your guys. And, uh, me and Abel did a first look. So I did get to see her before the wedding. Yeah. Um, and I think I would have been too emotional if I didn't see her before then, but, uh, just that first time seeing her in her dress looking so beautiful and just, just sharing some words with each other. Um, it, it was so special. And then, you know, the wedding happened and, uh, it was hot. It was really hot. It was like 95 degrees. It, it was covered, but it was outside. Yeah. And then, uh, after we just got to hang out and, and uh, have a party with our friends. So it was, it was about the best day of my life for sure. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. So I'm joined by my guy, Undercross, and kicker for the Auburn Tigers here on this student-athlete interview presented by Greg Wakefield with Edward Jones. Uh, my man, Anders, tell me your sweet spot moment, your sweet spot moment where – there's nothing better than this exact moment happening when you're on the football field. What's your sweet spot moment? So what, what's my ideal moment on the, the football field you're talking about? Yeah, like that, like for me, like the idea of even naming the show the sweet spot, like baseball was my sport. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and you know, I dabbled in basketball and football, but baseball was my love. So uh, there was no better feeling than hitting the ball on the sweet spot of the bat. 
So for you as a kicker, what's your sweet spot moment when you're when you're on the field? I mean, what's your moment? Like, man, it just doesn't get any better than this right here. Man, I think there, I got tons of sweet spot moments. And I love <laughs> I love the name too yeah. because uh, in the kicking world, we use the, the term sweet spot all the time. You mm-hmm. know, the sweet spot's a third of the way up the ball. But uh, for me, I'm going to give you two. I think the first would be just like running out in Jordan Hare and just seeing that, that stadium packed and you know, if it's a big game and um, just, just really re- realizing how blessed I am to be where I'm at, doing what I'm doing. Uh, God has truly blessed me to be there and so that's that's one big moment where I can be like, man, this is this is sweet. It's a cool spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then I think, man, just getting your opportunity in a in a bigger game to go kick a field goal and and nailing it for the team and, mm-hmm. and coming to the sideline and getting ready for kickoff and uh, kickoffs you can be a little more violent with the ball. You can swing hard and and blast in a kickoff to the end zone hopefully, and just run off the field knowing that you helped your team and, and it felt so good to uh, hit two balls back to back and hit them really well. That yeah. that would be my sweet spot moment for sure the so are you uh superstitious at all do you have any superstitions that you tend to partake in prior to a game or anything like that uh i like to pray with our team chaplain mm-hmm. i don't know if that's really superstition uh but no i don't i don't try to mess with that i think that's, yeah that's uh all that the voodoo stuff for a kicker would mess with your mind too much dude but uh yes no i don't know yeah dude i'm with you all the way man i um i did a show during 2020 when there were no sports being played you know i had to kind of get creative you know with a sports podcast yeah. and find things to talk yeah. about man so i did a show on superstitions you know different sports uh you know hockey baseball basketball you know baseball tremendously like those guys tend to be a lot uh real superstitious for sure man so um i mean it was one dude i think it was jason terry like he would wear who if they were playing the jazz against the jazz the next night he would find a pair of jazz shorts and wear them underneath during the game, you know, like stuff like that. I mean, like, Crazy. yeah, Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby, Crosby will not talk to his mom or anybody in his family, his sister, prior to a game because he talked to his mom one time, he got hurt, talked to his sister one time before the game, he got hurt. So he's like, I'm not talking to you guys prior to a game. So I'm with you, I am with you 100%, man. Getting involved in that kind of stuff, wow. it's uh, you're not like you're you've been given a talent, blessed with a talent. Uh, that's that's very special, and you've worked you know super hard to get to a certain level. Uh, you know what's your what's your faith really in? You know what's your faith really in? Who do you really trust? And so when you put you know your trust in a lucky sock or you know having to hit the door as you leave the field, uh, leave the locker room three times, whatever you know, just whatever it is, like I'm yeah. with you, man. That kind of stuff is like you said, it's 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 uh, it's voodooish, man. It really is. And so uh, I'm, I loved your answer. But I had to ask it. I like to ask athletes, you know, because I know everybody has their own thing. But, man, praying is the best. That's that's the best thing you should do, you know. Uh, man, every day before I'm walking into work, I, I'm praying. You know, that's the first thing I do when I get up. So uh, praying, that's yeah. the best answer, man. That That's that's how it should be. That should be, like, your best habit in anything you do wherever you are. So uh, I absolutely love that answer, bro. Amen. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I just think if I started having, like, some some superstition about what sock I'm gonna wear. I would just it would lead to another one, and then mm-hmm. I'd be having having so many things to, to mm-hmm. check up on and make sure I'm doing right that I forget one, and then I get in my head. You know, it's just it just seems like a a, a bad spiral to get into. But yeah, yep. yeah, man, dude. And man, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I was 
I was more like, and it's kind of the same lines, OCD-ish. Like when I was younger, like high school, you know, early college, and and I was that way, man, with with my teams, you know, with Auburn, you know, with the San Antonio Spurs or whoever, man. And so, man, I, I'm thankful that God has delivered me from those, and now I can watch the game without, you know, without worrying about did I do everything. Like I remember being at Auburn, and we went to Georgia, you know. To, to to support our tigers, man, and uh, one of my one of my friends is like, ah, oh, I'm not wearing the right jeans. But I'm like, really? It's like, well, last time <laughs> last time I wore those jeans, we won. I'm like, huh, dude. So, like I said, I've been on that side of things, so I totally get it. So, uh, but like I said, I'm thankful that I've been delivered from those type of things for sure, bro. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, honors, you're number twenty six on the field, number one, in Abigail's heart. Abigail, you're awesome. Love you. <laughs> Uh, but why is the number 26 so important to you? Uh, funny story. I, I mean, I, I love 26 and I love uh, wearing that jersey and hopefully creating a legacy with that jersey. But uh, the jersey number, it came from showing up on campus day one. And uh, they gave me like, you know, I think they took, you know, five of us scholarship players one time and, and brought us in the equipment room. And they gave me like five numbers to choose from, and 26 was the lowest. So I said, <laughs> let's roll with it. Um, 38 was taken, obviously, because my brother was still there. It was my redshirt year, and he was a senior. Um, and I, I don't remember what the numbers were. A couple in the 40s, I think 130, like 37 maybe. Uh, but 26, I was like, all right, let's 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 do it. It's in the 20s at least. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So, But like I said, I, I, I love the number. I fell in love with it my first year playing with it. Um, I've never worn it before, but man, I've, I've worn it for a long time now. You said I was a six year, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I didn't want the people to know how old I was, but I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm real old now. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, just create a legacy in 26. That was, yeah. That's my goal, man. So, uh, what would you say is, has been the biggest kick of your career to this point? I mean, in, including high school, it doesn't have to be at Auburn. What, what would you say is the biggest kick of your career thus far? Um, I think. I mean, just the implications of the 2019 Iron Bowl mm-hmm. was, was huge. And uh, to have a kick, I think, you know, I'd, I think four field goals that game and, yeah. and we won, you know, by three at the end of the game. And that, that was just, it's the Iron Bowl, man. People mm-hmm. rushed the field. It was, it was everything you could ever want. And uh, I guess just the kick before half and, and they put a second back on and I yeah. got to put it through. And they actually did a NCAA rule change based on it. I think that's pretty cool to. <laughs> you know, a moment you and your teammates did kind of changed the the path for the rules in the in the college sport itself. Um, so I think that's that's probably my biggest moment there. Yeah, yeah, dude, man. <laughs> I, I'm, oh my gosh, man! Just taking me back to that to that game, that moment, uh, dude. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start, man. So yeah, that's <laughs> that was very special, man, for sure. Um, Describe your adrenaline prior to each game. Like, do you get jitters before kickoff or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I'm glad to know that you know if you, if you get nervous, that just means you care. Because uh, because I get nervous before every game. I think I think everyone does. But mm-hmm. uh, once that once you get on the field, though, I feel you know almost more at peace. You know, once it's like the bus ride over is where I really get the butterflies and then everything gets going and you're on the field warming up. Uh, doing your thing it, it, it feels good it feels normal and uh, I was telling someone this in an interview of just how much I love kicking and how peaceful it is for me uh, and during game time there's there's a lot of stimulation 
So it's not as peaceful as just kicking on a field by myself. But, um, man, when, when I'm doing my thing, there's still some butterflies. But at the same time, I'm just, I'm just doing what I always do, which is kick, kick a ball. So. so talk about your recovery from your ACL injury, man. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I've watched, you know, a press conference and read articles uh, where you've talked about how hard and long the journey has been getting back to this point. Um, man, talk about that. And then, you know, have you ever had any injury of that significance before? Or is this your first time kind of experiencing uh, something of that magnitude? Yeah, no, this this is my first time. Uh, I've never had a serious surgery like that. Uh, broken a few bones and stuff. But, uh, yeah, my ACL MCL surgery was by far – uh, my biggest injury and uh, kind of just the freak accident it was. It, it was a shock, but uh, it's, that's just the way life is sometimes. And I know God had a plan in it, but uh, yeah, the surgery went super well. It was just all about the recovery part. And anyone who's ever done an ACL or MCL knows just the grueling process that it really is. But uh, for me, it was it was treatment like six a.m. till mm-hmm. till nine or ten, so three or four hours every day. Yeah, uh, the first. Uh, probably four months, uh, and and it wasn't just the hours; it was just a lot of pain sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I had two big incisions kind of made it worse for me. We got a, I got a teammate who unfortunately uh, just tore his ACL, but he's uh, leaps and bounds beyond me because uh, he's just, he's just better than me. I don't know, but uh, he just had his ACL too, so mm-hmm. maybe it's a little easier. But uh, yeah, getting my mobility was really hard uh, those first few months, but once I got it. Uh, it was time to start walking and, and eventually we're out of the pool and we're walking on, you know, the ground outside the pool and started running. And, and here we are. Um, how much is it? Nine months later, I guess. And, uh, man, we feel good. Still wearing a brace, but, uh, the knee is really strong. I feel I'm confident in it and, uh, super proud of all the work that, uh, man, the trainers invested a lot of time and effort in me. So proud of them and, and proud of the work I got to put in too. So did you know that it was something serious, like, right away? Or uh, when did you kind of realize? <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually a funny story. So um, the onside kick happened, and, and obviously, you know, we didn't get it. You know, it, it was something we installed uh, pretty recently, right before the game. So we just didn't really work it enough. And um, I got hit, and I got up, and I did not feel good at all. Uh, and Kaylin Newton, one of my teammates, asked mm-hmm. me, like, hey, you need some help getting off because he can see I was struggling. But I think just my competitive mindset, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to jog off myself. Like, no one's going to think this kicker is like a, a sissy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to make sure they think I'm tough. But I had no idea uh, that it was torn or anything bad. I thought I just kind of hyperextended my knee. And so I told the trainer, uh, which they all knew it happened. They all knew that it was gone uh, when I asked them after. But they are like – or excuse me. I went up to him and I was like, hey – uh, I'm going to try to walk this off and hope I can finish the rest of the game. <laughs> and he's like, all right, go for it. But uh, I started walking around on the sideline, and, and something was really wrong. And yeah. So I sat down. I was like, guys, I think I'm done. And he's like, yeah, I think I think you tore your ACL. Mm, so yeah. uh, it, it hit me after the game, and it was tough. But uh, that's just – again, that's just how life it'll, – it'll throw you some different cards each, each and every day. And uh, I'm proud of the way I dealt with it, and here we are. So. Man, I'll tell you, I um, man, I first moved to Dothan in 2013, and you know, all week 
I had some friends that were say or from some coworkers that were going to play flag football on the Sunday, and and the entire week I said I wasn't going to play because I had to work on that Sunday, you know. But here it is Sunday yeah. morning. I, I take some clothes with me, and I was like, after church, you know, I may just go play for a little bit, then go to work, you know. And then I'm telling you, the whole time driving to the park, I just felt in my spirit that I wasn't supposed to play, you know. I mean, <laughs> to the point where yeah. coworkers start showing up. The general manager gets there. And I was like, hey, uh, I'm supposed to work at 2.30, you know, and the game was at 1. He was like, I'm not the boss out here. I'm just out here to, to come play football. And I'm like, somebody tell me no. Like, I just knew <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be out there, man. So, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the whole time – because in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to play and get lost in the game and, you know, the competitive nature and just lose, you know, track of time and be late to work. That was what was kept playing in my mind. So, man, I'm on defense playing like safety, and a ball was thrown deep, and I jumped forward. Another guy jumped forward. We both fall and don't get the ball. And, man, I looked at my knee and just knew something wasn't right. I didn't, you know, I didn't try to move, and I, was, I just, I just knew something was wrong, man. So, uh, what happened was I tore on patellar tendon, uh, dislocated my kneecap, and had surgery that same night. And, uh, man. You know, obviously the struggle physically and mentally, but man, the biggest part that I had to deal with was forgiving myself, uh, just because I know I missed the Holy Spirit. Like, and, you know, I knew yeah. I knew I wasn't supposed to play, and so you know, I always tell people I've shared with different elementary schools and, and my testimony, and just like if you ever have that feeling where you shouldn't be going somewhere or shouldn't say something or you shouldn't be doing this, doing that. Trust it. That's the Holy Spirit. Like some people try to disguise. There's a reason, yeah. Yeah, some people try to call it their gut and conscience. Like no, that's your Holy Spirit trying to lead you and trying to guide you. That's what the Spirit does. So man, uh, trying to learn how to walk again and all that stuff and and bending it to a certain angle. And so, man, I'm telling you, I, I'm thankful. I'll tell you the one person I'm thankful for, for the most, Linda Weatherly, man. She was, like, one of my main physical therapists at Southern Bone and Joint. And, man, she would push you. Like, everybody else kind of give you, you know, kind of give you a break and make it easy for you. But, dude, Linda did not play. And and I love that in her because that's her desire. She wants to see you get back as, you know, as best as you possibly can. You know, so when I had her on those days, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was like, oh, I got Linda. Like, come on. But <laughs> but, but I, I I still, you know, thank her to this day, man. Just uh, just the fact that she didn't give me any breaks and, and, and didn't ease up, man, because – uh, anybody that's experienced any type of injury of that of that level, man, it's, it's something serious, like I said, not just physically but mentally, and, like, it's just draining. And so, you know, that's just me going to work and living a daily life. So I, that's not me, you know, competing in the SEC with one of the best schools in the country. So I, I can't imagine the, the how much more, you know, farther and beyond you had to go with uh, with your recovery, man. So I'm thankful that you're that you're feeling good and, and back to where you where you need to be, man. For sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's all about that tough love for sure. Yeah. I'll I'll give a shout out to my uh main rehab guy, Dave Walsh, but he uh because uh Dr. Andrews when he did the surgery was like really get on the bending and, and make sure he's he's working real hard. And after two weeks, uh Dr. Andrews saw me again and, and heard at my I progressed to like 135 degrees and mm. I only had like fifteen more degrees to go. And yeah. He he told Mr. Dave, he was like, Hey, slow it down, like you're going too fast, pushing too hard, but but Mr. Dave is smart enough to know that, you know, if I didn't speed up and push hard every day that I wasn't going to get there quick enough. And so uh, I didn't like I don't like the times that we had to do our bends, but uh, it was it was for my benefit. And uh, I definitely know he was he was there to help me. So but I forgot to tell you the best part of the story. <laughs> I, I mentioned it earlier. But uh, so 
um, Abigail and my brother, when it happened, I mean, both separate stories, but people were kind of asking how I was doing. And both of them thought I just kind of rolled my ankle or something. Yeah. And so they like lightly responded like, oh, he just hurt his ankle, like laughing at me almost. <laughs> and uh, I think my brother texted me like, how's your ankle? Ha ha ha. Like mm. laughing. And uh, that's when I had to hit him with the news. I was like, no, it's a little more serious than that, mm. guys. Uh, so that, it, it was it was funny uh, looking back on it. But uh, everyone thought I just had a little a light ankle injury, but it turned out to be pretty serious. So. Man, speak on a few different challenges from, you know, obviously your first year to now your sixth year. I mean, you know, aside from the injury, like what are some things that maybe people don't realize student athletes go through? You know, uh, you think it's all, you know, glamour and it's this and it's that. But, man, did you have any challenges where you, you know, in your six years where you kind of – uh, where you can share with those some of those that were listening with being a student athlete, you know, at a, at a major program. Yeah, no, I think uh, people kind of forget we go to school sometimes. And, um, man, I, I, I was prepared, I think, really well by my parents and by, you know, my high school and academics. I did uh, aviation here at Auburn and mm-hmm. just got my master's in business, yeah. uh, which was a little more tough. But um, the academics can be really tough. You know, you're doing – two or three classes a day and then you get done you head straight to practice and you're there from two to six so i think the first thing that comes to mind is just the schedule that you go through as a student athlete uh you're prioritizing your academics your athletics and then you know on top of that you know you might have a girlfriend that might turn into your (laughs) wife uh hang out with your friends doing small group doing whatever you're doing um it, it can get challenging overwhelming it can get tough and so uh I was pretty thankful I adjusted pretty quickly, and I think I did really well with that. But I know a lot of guys struggle with that. But, um, man, there's also just the struggle of, of, you know, my first year I didn't, I didn't uh, perform, and I've had up and down years, and, and I'm I'm excited about this last year and finishing strong. But, you know, working extremely hard, and, and uh, you can only control what you can control. And, and so just dealing with results sometimes can be tough, but, uh, that's when we go back to knowing, you know, who, who we are and, and my identity in Christ is my most important thing. And then, uh, just having a purpose and a why to, to push harder and get better every single day. So, uh, you can provide, you know, the best experience for yourself and, and now my family. So, um, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's two of my challenges for sure. Man, I know you mentioned in a recent press conference, how you bought in Harson and how the culture is amazing. I mean, Talk about the type of person that Coach Harson is and what makes this culture so amazing. Yeah, Coach Harson, I mean, he's on point all the time. He's uh, he's uh, He always knows what to say. He, he can do about 500 pull-ups. Uh, so <laughs> in all areas of his life, man, he, he lives it out. Uh, he's not you know telling us to go work out hard and, and not do it himself. He's not telling us to go study film and not do it himself. So he, he lives out what he says and uh, – and truly, the culture is awesome. It's incredible to feel it inside the locker room. It just feels like we're all pulling the same direction. Um, last year, it was just a you know a recent change, and it seems like uh, there's some different opinions pulling. So uh, it does feel a lot better. And, and Coach Harson is is pushing us all in the, in the right direction. And, and that's there's nothing more you can ask for in an organization than everyone hopping on a bus and, and going towards the same goal. So. Um, Man, yeah, that that's another thing that makes me so excited for this year too. 
Man, I'll tell you, I um, I was I was at a Auburn baseball game recently a few months ago, and uh, I was I was there, man, and got a chance to to meet Coach Harson. He was literally coming up the steps, man, and you know, shook his hand, War Eagle, man. That was like. You know what I'm saying? Like the highlight, man. That was such a highlight for me, man, because I love Coach Harson and, uh, you know, he was supportive of his for sure, man. And, you know, me speaking of me being at the baseball game, I was there uh, to watch my guy Blake Burkhalter, man. Uh, you know, he was, man, just had a phenomenal year this junior season, closing for the Auburn Tigers. And I actually had him on my show shortly after being drafted by the Atlanta Braves. And I mentioned how all the so-called experts predicted them to finish last in the SEC and four months later to the date, four months later from the start of their season, they were in the College World Series taking on Ole Miss. Man, here we go again. These media clowns have low expectations for the Tigers on Saturdays, man. I mean, talk to me. Is this, is this something the team has addressed? I mean, if so, is there a certain, mon- a certain motto, a mantra that, uh, that you guys share in the locker room? <laughs> Uh, I mean, you've seen what a couple of my teammates have said. Yeah. Uh, some pretty funny stuff. And, and th- th- I mean, that's just I – th- I think we all know, you know, Auburn does really well when, when our predictions are low or the underdog. Uh, and, and I kind of like that way. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't like being the underdog because uh, you just get to go out and attack every opportunity when, when people are doubting you. And, and uh, kind of all you need is all you need, right? And we look in the locker room. We look in our team room. It's like – this is our team. This is all that matters on yeah, Saturdays. Yeah, so yeah. let's go do it and prove all the haters wrong. And uh, like I said, a couple of my teammates have, have had funny quotes <laughs> about that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, it it it's uh, it doesn't matter. They're all predictions. And so it, mm-hmm. whether it's you know personal predictions about a single player, quarterback, kicker, or you know about the whole team, it doesn't matter because man, if we believe in ourselves and we believe in the team, you know we can go do anything we want to. So. Man, I know, uh, you know, you also spoke recently on how Jordan Hare is one of the most amazing stadiums to play in. And, uh, but what other places do you enjoy to play in throughout the season? Like, is there another stadium that I'm mean, obviously nothing compares to Jordan Hare, but is there one Absolutely. on the road where you're like, man, I, I like the vibe here? You know, what I'm saying? I like when we when we travel here. Is there one in particular? Well, yeah. Let Let me clarify. It it's. It's short and hair over everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's like that's the A class, and then B class. There's nothing. C class is nothing. So we're going way down to to D class now. <laughs> uh, but but some of the cooler stadiums, uh, just an insane and awesome environment. Probably the loudest game I've ever been a part of. Because um, people ask me this a lot and ask about Penn State and stuff, but for me, it was by far Florida. Yeah. Uh, we played like a two thirty game there. It was hot, mm-hmm. and you know. Their fans might have been drunk. I don't know. But <laughs> it was it was the loudest thing. I I was talking to my long snapper who was you know a foot away from me, and we could not hear each other. And and I I had a headache the next day when we got home just because of all the noise for three hours straight. Dang. Um. So that was that was a cool environment. And then stadium wise, you know, A and M's huge. Uh, super cool to be in that one. Um. I mean, some cool games. Uh, in you know in Atlanta. We had a bowl game there mm-hmm. uh, my first year. That's pretty cool to be a part of that. But, uh, man, again, like I said, nothing like Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to Jordan here this year myself, man. Uh, so, yeah, it's like it says, especially those night games. Man, oh, my gosh. Yep, we got the lights and everything. 
He's got to bring the fans now. <laughs> exactly. Y'all show out. Hey. Y'all show out. Hey, we got to show up for real too, man. Uh, you know, you you mentioned you got your bachelor's in the aviation program, your master's in business administration. Uh, how nice is it going to be to just really focus on your craft and 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 hone in uh, of being an athlete and and being the best you can be? Yeah, no, it, it's been different. Uh, I'm still waking up and uh, prioritizing my body. So instead of going to class, you know, I'm going to do treatment and just uh, making sure I'm ready for the season. And obviously, you know, I got to keep ma- maintaining my knee and making sure it's strong. So uh, it's not like I have a whole lot of time just to do whatever and, and uh, be lazy. So I like the fact that, you know, I do have a little extra time to to focus on the craft and uh, I'm just, I'm really focusing on just uh, taking care of my body in that time that I do have and, and then going to practice in the afternoon. And uh, I think another good thing is, you know, I'm, ba- I'm married. So a little extra free time is, is more time for me and my wife to hang out, yeah. get some dinner or, or whatever. So, but uh, I'm still, I'm still in 12 hours. So I, I got to do some classes, but they're a little bit easier than before for sure. Now, I, I, um, I, and then I figured, like, so obviously, you know, when you're a student, you still got to do 12 hours. Uh, are you taking scuba? Is that where you're taking currently? No, I, you took that. No, I I took scuba. That was an incredible class. Okay, we, uh, okay. Brahms. We, uh, man, I'm so glad we decided on that class. I think we were going to, we might have thought about dropping it at one point, but, uh, man, the experience was, it was incredible. It was, it was so fun. Did you have much scuba experience prior to? No, I had none. <laughs> uh, I, I hopped in the pool. I was actually, I'm, I'm something I'm afraid of is you know being claustrophobic, you know, stuck in an elevator mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so Nick was, he was like full send off the deep end of the pool, like going down. It took me, I mean, like it was the first class, but it took me a little while to be like, all right, I'm good, I got oxygen down here. Um, but then you know, at the end of the semester, we're in we're in Cozumel, Mexico, like a hundred meters down, and uh, it was seeing sharks and eels and. Mm. Uh, to think that you know a college class led to that was pretty <laughs> cool. So, man, special prayers to Nick Bronze for sure. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And then shouts out to uh, Adventure Sports and uh, Mr. Wade Lloyd. Gotta give him a shout out while I can. Man, talk about the relationship with your brother Daniel, um, and and you can also include your family as a whole. Uh, you know how have they? How important have they been to you, not only, you know, as a player, what you do on the field, but who you are as a person overall? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, I gave credit to my parents first and, and just the the good and the bad. But uh, every every day they, they put their best foot forward just to provide an opportunity for me and my brothers. And um, I want to thank them for sure. And, and just uh, they just tried to raise me with high character. And uh, I'm, I'm far, far far from perfect but uh i think they kept the main thing the main thing that was really important just keeping faith and and uh being a good person to other people uh number one and and so that's something that was instilled in me from when i was young and and then moving on to my brother uh again like you said it we're competitive so we, we grew around just playing sports with each other and hanging out that's still what we do whether it's a card game uh basketball in the backyard uh that's where we probably have our most fun but uh he's, he's definitely been my, my role model all my life uh and just to see him walk out and do his dream just gets me more excited for uh me and you know what i have ahead of me hopefully lord willing and um man he's he's in a great spot in las vegas he loves it there and mm-hmm. uh he's got two kids now too <laughs> so uh 
my oldest brother and him, you know, obviously made me an uncle and that's super exciting. But, uh, man, it, it's, it's awesome to have two, two brothers you're super close to and, and just watch them do something they love in life. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, man, as we close, man, I'm going to share this quote that you shared um, when you received your jersey for the Under Armour All-American game. And you, you spoke on Daniel and you said, he told me to believe in yourself. People are going to doubt you when you do when you do good and when you do bad. So if you stick true to yourself and keep working hard, you should be fine. God has blessed us and just trust in him, man. So uh, man, I just want to close with that quote because that's that that applies in whatever you do wherever you go and no matter what you're dealing with so uh hey i didn't know i was a young philosopher man come on now hey you got it man dude i'm telling <laughs> you uh you never know man you never know who's listening you never know uh what you say and what you do and who how you may impact their life man it could be as as simple as you know hey how you doing and acknowledging somebody or you know, dude, like I said, a quote that I pulled from years ago, man. So, uh, dude, that definitely blessed me. And I know uh, others who have read it and others who will listen to it on this podcast episode, how much it will bless them as well, bro. No doubt, no doubt. And it's been a blessing to be on here, man. Uh, great to meet you and, and uh, glad we can get connected through Abigail. But I uh, wish you the best. And uh, hopefully we can see you up here in Auburn throughout the season. Hey, for sure, man. Look. I wish you the best, man. I'm excited to see you back on the field representing the Tigers, man. And uh, I'm definitely going to be on the planes this year. So we'll have to link oh. up and, and, and catch up when I when I get there, man. And, you know, like I said, I sit down and have that steak that you mentioned. I got you, man, for real. <laughs> Look, all I need is a reason. I, I don't even need a reason to go get a steak. But since you brought it up, we'll make it happen for sure, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll find us this place. You, uh, you just got to show up. All right. I got you, man. Where you, dude? All right, we'll see you later. And as I always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.